What is up, guys? Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Everything Podcast with your host, Alex Sims. Today we'll be reviewing the final the final weeks and going over the playoff brackets within my my fantasy football league dubbed the Conja Club Express. That's a Star Wars reference if nobody got it. But we're gonna start off by going over the standings. You've got Swamp Donkeys. 10 and 3. Um, they're in first place right now. They're sitting on a they were sitting on a 5-1 streak, but they had a meaningless loss this week in week 13 as they've already secured a playoff victory. Um, next we go to Gray 5-9. He is 9 and 4, sitting on a two two lo- losing streak currently, but he's a top team. He's got uh, Alvin Kamara, uh, Lamar Jackson, Jer- Justin Herbert, uh, Miles Sanders, Keenan Allen, Kenny Galladay, if he ever wants to play again, Mark Andrews, who has COVID right now. Um, he has Allen Robinson, very good, very, very good wide receiver. Justin Tucker. Moving on to third place, we have Rub My Chub. No, excuse me. I was looking at it wrong. We have Electric Factory. He is... Looking to be 9-4, and four. he's still losing by two points this week, but he has J.K. Dobbins playing tonight because I'm recording this on a Tuesday. Uh, hopefully he can win, and I'll have to go over the uh, playoffs here in a minute because it's, it's, a, it's a bit chaos right now, at least for me. It's a bit of chaotic. Most of it's set in stone, but for actually for me it's chaotic. I'll do that when I go over the... Um, Playoff reviews when I get to that in a minute. Um, show me your TDs. Uh, play on words right there. He will be, I believe he'll be six and five or eight and five. Excuse me, I stumbled on my words. Uh, he's got a very good running back trio. He has the undrafted rookie um, in Jacksonville, James Robinson. Um, he's got Derrick Henry. He's got Aaron Jones paired with DeAndre Hopkins. Um, and Russ, yeah, Russell Wilson. He has Russell Wilson on his team. I got confused because he had Aaron Rodgers earlier, and I though those two teams look eerily similar. The people who traded Russ and um Aaron Rodgers. Going on to number five, the fifth seed, we have Rub My Chub. Another play on words, Chub as in Nick Chub. He will be eight and five as well. He's riding a three-win streak. He's got Chris Carson, David Johnson. Um, he played Phillip Rivers this week, but he has Tom Brady at quarterback. He played Cole Beasley this week, Darren Waller, Robert Woods, Tyree Kill. He's got a massively he's got a massive team right there. It's pretty solid. Um, next up, we have Shoot Staffel. Um, I don't know if any of y'all know what that is, but I think it was Hitler's secret police. Um, No, I didn't tell him to pick that name, but he did. Regardless, he will be moving on to seven and six. And that's enough to get him the six seed in the playoffs. He's got Dalvin Cook, Ryan Tannehill, Melvin Gordon, Tyler Lockett, among others, DJ Chark. James Conner, he's got a pretty solid team. Then we're moving down here to me. 
Um, I'm in the I'm the seventh seed. I I lost this week because it's just my luck. I've had an amassing amount of injuries. Uh, well, the first thing I did wrong was I traded Alvin Kamara away, and then I had Dak go down, and then I had Joe Mixon go. Actually, let me let, let me let me fat rewind it all. First, I had Austin Eckler go down week four. Then I had Dak break his ankle week five. And then week six, Joe Mixon hurt his foot, and he hasn't played since. And then Julio Jones has been in and out of my lineup with a hamstring issue. And on top of it all, Will Fuller got suspended six games the rest of the season and one next season because of performance-enhancing drugs. So if I make the playoffs, it'll actually be immaculate that I actually do it. Because it, I don't know how I would ever – I don't even know how I'm in playoff contention with the way my team's gone this year. It's crazy. But regardless, I'm fighting for the eight seed right now after my loss this week. I'll move to five and eight, losing six in a row. While – the guy, I'm actually, I'm, I'm currently in seventh seed, the seventh seed before it updates, but I know I'm going to be fighting for the eighth seed come next week. But the guy, the guy in the eighth seed right under me, he, ooh, he's five and seven like me. He has a little more, actually he has a lot of less points scored than me. And I beat him in head to head. So I have the tie, I have both tiebreakers over him. He's currently up by two points right now and his opponent has JK Dobbins left. So. I'm hoping J.K. Dobbins can get me two points. Um, Tonto seven nine six, he is the player that beat. He's the team that beat me this week. He should jump to the seventh seed because we split head to head record, and he has more points scored than me. Um, my ball Zach Ertz, man, he got really unlucky this year. He drafted a very good team. Then he had Saquon go down. He had OBJ go down. Um, he had a good acquisition in DeAndre Swift. Jacobs has been kind of in and out of the lineup. The Kenyon Drake's kind of been in and out of the lineup. So, yeah, it's it's been a rough year for him, just like it's been a rough year for me. Then we go down to your mom's dirty underwear, four and eight, eleventh seed, kind of. He he kind of pays attention. He kind of doesn't. I mean, he has Nick Chubb. Patrick Mahomes. He had George Kittle before he got hurt. Blah blah blah. And then we have Silence, three and nine. Didn't really pay attention at all. Um, yeah, I kind of fleeced him because I I sent him Todd Gurley and Adam Thielen for Julio and Will Fuller, but then Will Fuller just decided to get suspended. So yeah, that's that's a fun way to do it. Um, some of the big some of the big trades we got here that really helped shape teams was uh after week one I sent Kenny Galladay and Alvin Kamara for Adam Thielen and Joe Mixon. And that it really wasn't a good trade. I mean, the past three weeks it's been an okay trade because Kenny Galladay's only played like three or four games. But then same with Joe Mixon. He's only played like five and a half. Um, yeah, Alvin Kamara is like running back two or something. 
at least three. He's had with Taysom Hill in the lineup the past three weeks. He's been eh, but I wouldn't expect Taysom Hill to be starting too much longer as as Drew Brees is getting back in the swing of things with his eleven broken ribs or fractured ribs. I don't know if they were completely broken, but they were dirt. They were hurting bad. And then we had we had a big three team trade earlier where Electric Factory sent like Deontay Johnson, Will Fuller, and somebody else to some team for Tyler Lockett and I don't even know who. But I just know um Oh, it was like Tyler Lockett and T. Higgins. And then the third team got Derrick Henry and somebody. So that did them well. And then a buzzer beater trade at the trade deadline is Electric Factory sent Dalvin Cook and Tyler Lockett to shoot staffle for Kareem Hunt. Devontae Adams, and a kicker. So, I mean, I don't really know what you want to do with a kicker. I guess it's an upgrade from Joey Sly, but regardless. And then I had a pretty sweet trade where I traded um, Todd Gurley and Adam Thielen for Julio and Will Fuller. But then Will Fuller came to bite me in the butt. I I was showing major progression there. Anyways, that's the that's the that's the league preview, uh, how the regular season went, and uh, we're gonna move on to the playoffs now. All right, here we are with the playoff standings right now, and uh, the first the first games in the quarterfinals, we got Swamp Donkeys versus Uwu, the one versus eight seed. I expect this matchup to be this matchup to include me in it after tonight's game. I very hope it does because I don't want to be in the, uh, okay. First, first of all, let's, let's set the record straight. You win the fantasy super bowl and you get, I want to say $400 or 350. You come in second place, you get a hundred and then you come in third place. I believe you get your money back. And if you miss the playoffs entirely, because there's four teams that miss the playoffs, if you miss the playoffs entirely, you're fighting for the you're fighting to not get last place. And when you get last place, what happens is you're in the running for the punishment. The punishment is a beer mile, and that doesn't sound fun. Now, I got last place last year, and I still have to do my street performance. It's been pushed back due to COVID, but I still have to do it. And so current teams right now that are facing the the punishment games or they're fighting in the toilet bowl are silence, your mom's dirty underwear, and my balls that hurts. So hopefully they... Hopefully I don't fall into that category, but I very well could. J.K. Dobbins just needs to come through for me tonight. I don't care if I go any farther than the first round of the playoffs. I just want to 
<laughs> I just want to win. I want to be in the playoffs so I don't even have to worry about that. So show me your TDs. Or it's, it's sorry, excuse me. It's It should be Swamp Donkeys and either Uwu or me. Actually, it'll be Tonto, Uwu, or me in the eighth seed, depending on if Uwu loses. And then it's show me your TDs and rub my chub in the 4-5 game, 4 seed versus 5 seed. And then you got the quarterfinals in the bottom half of the bracket where you have the Electric Factory versus Shootstiffle, the third versus the sixth seed. And then you got Gray 5-9 versus, it's currently me, but it's either going to be Uwu, Tonto, or me. Actually, it's going to be Uwu or Tonto right here, not me, because I'll be out of the playoffs if Uwu wins. Excuse me. Um, yeah, so my predictions this in the playoffs next week, I, I would, I'm going to predict that Swamp Donkeys wins unless I fall into the eight seed. Then I, I'm betting everything that I win because I, I love pulling off upsets in week one. Um, quarterfinals, show me your TDs versus rub my chub. I'm going to have to go show me your TDs. Rub my chub really rubs me the wrong way. Him as a person, he's just, I have a, it, it's bias against him really, but I think his, his running backs and his wide receiver with, paired with his quarterback is a lot tougher than the rest of rub my chub's team. Uh, we got Electric Factory versus Schutzstiffel. Um, I think I'm gonna have to go with. I think I'm gonna have. I think I'm gonna have to go with Schutzstiffel. I think he just. Ha- I think he has the better team. I think he has the better team right now. He's got Tannehill who's balling out. You got Melvin Gordon who's balling out. Dalvin Cook who's been balling out this entire year. Tyler Lockett balling out. Um, James Conner, who gets a ton of touches. DJ Chark, who pretty good when he plays. Overall, I just think he's he's doing good. He, I think, I think he's gonna win. He's gonna pull off the upset and have a very fun time with that. Um. In the final game, I think Gray 5-9 is going to win. I'm not betting against Alvin Kamara and Justin Herbert versus Atlanta. Him and Keenan Allen are going to show up, I believe, and they're going to have an immaculate bounce-back game considering they dropped a goose egg versus the Patriots. Um, yeah, it, I just don't I don't think that's the case here. I, I think Gray 5-9 is going to win. And then moving on to my projected Week 15 finals, we'd have Show Me Your TDs versus... I'm just going to go ahead and go out on a limb and say Swamp Donkeys is going to win because in in the 1-8 game because if it's me, I'm probably going to lose. I mean, I want myself to win, and I'm going to bet on myself to win, but I'm probably going to lose. So we, we would have Swamp Donkeys versus Show Me Your TDs in the, fir- in the first game, first seed versus the fourth seed in the semifinals. I'm going to go with Swamp Donkeys here because Kyler Murray's getting more healthy by the game. Um, he's got Raheem Mostert, Justin Jefferson, DK Metcalf, Calvin Ridley, biggest of all, Travis Kelsey. There, Travis Kelsey is going to show up each and every week. So 
I think I don't I don't know, I don't know how there's any way Swamp Donkeys wouldn't get to the Super Bowl, the fantasy Super Bowl. And then down here in the semifinals in the bottom half of the bracket, Shoot Sneffle versus Gray Five Nine. I think Gray Five Nine will somehow miraculously get back to the fantasy Super Bowl. It'll probably be a rematch of Swamp Donkeys versus Gray Five Nine in the fantasy Super Bowl, and I think Swamp Donkeys will take it. Now my my hope is that Gray Five Nine gets upset somewhere, but who knows? Fantasy's unpredictable, and I'm trying to predict it. So not the best thing to do. Not the best thing to do at all. And yeah, so Fantasy Super Bowl would end up being Gray Five Nine and Swamp Donkeys, with Swamp Donkeys winning by a slim margin of five points. And that's that's my playoff predictions. You got the initial the initial lineup of playoff players with a few few ins and outs there with the chaos. Um, just to clarify, if if I didn't do it before, I'm currently in the seventh seed, but my game none of my players are playing left since there's a game on Tuesday. You got the Cowboys in Baltimore, so that game is going to be played tonight. Uwu is playing Electric Factory and is currently up by I think about a point and a half. And the tiebreaker is head-to-head record, but if you play each other twice, like you can, because since there's only 12 people, you would play people twice. So you'd play 11 different people, and then you'd play your Week 1 and Week 2 matchups again. So I split with Tonto, and he beat me this week, and he has more points scored than me. So therefore, he leapfrogs me in the standings because we would have the same record now. He would be five and seven, or he would be five and eight, and I would be five and eight. And he has more points scored than me now since we kind of abolished the head-to-head record. But if Uwu loses tonight because Electric Factory still has J.K. Dobbins to play, if J.K. Dobbins beats Uwu tonight, then I secure the eight seed because I've only played Uwu once and I beat him. Although we have the same record, I beat him. So that gives me the tiebreaker and he would move down to the nine seed and I would move down to the eight seed. And that's how the playoffs are going to shake out. All right, finally we're down to the scoring. We're going to review the scoring leaders with by each position. I'm going to discuss the so players that surprised me the most this year, players that didn't surprise me the most this year, biggest letdowns this year, etc. I'm just going to we're going to start off with the QBs. The top 5 include Patrick Mahomes, Kyler Murray, Josh Allen, Russell Wilson, and Aaron Rodgers. They're all separated by about 30, 30 points, some, somewhere around 30, 30-ish points. Uh, yeah, uh, that the, the quarterbacks have been up and down this year. Uh, Matt Ryan and the Falcons have significantly let me down this year. And I don't know if it's all the offense and like Matt Ryan's fault. I think it's more Dirk Cotter. And the offensive coordinator not calling creative enough plays and adjusting enough to the defense at hand to to get rolling and everything, but it's not what I want it to be. 
because I'm starting Matt Ryan, obviously. But it's it's just not good enough. It's not getting the job done. Um, I feel bad for Deshaun Watson because he lost DeAndre Hopkins and Will Fuller in the span of one season. But uh, he they hope to re-sign Will Fuller next season, and they he hopes he hopes to dr- get just get better next season. He hopes they're the talent surrounding him will get better. Um, one one guy that really surprised me this year was Kyler Murray. See, I don't think Kyler Murray is too too good. I just think he's just quick, and he plays in a good system. Like he he's thrown twenty two touchdowns and ten interceptions. That's like a two to one passing touchdown to passing touchdown to interception ratio. The thing that elevates him to where he is is his 10 rushing touchdowns. Dude doesn't see his first option and he just takes off up the middle. And I, I just, I've never really been around that. Like, I mean, yeah, I guess it works because they've been winning some games, but if you want to succeed in this league, you got to be a good passer because once they take away, once, once you get tackled one good time, like he did, and he, he has an AC joint sprain, you don't want to run. So you don't, so you, you won't re-injure your shoulder. And that's what's been happening the past few games. His past few games with his joint injury when that he suffered in week 11 was 7 and 16 points. It's, I just don't think it's beneficial for quarterbacks to consistently run that much unless you're Cam Newton and just running one-yard touchdowns in. Um, another quarterback that's really surprised me is Justin Herbert. The guy's been balling out. He came in week two against the Chiefs. You know, just Tyrod Taylor got punctured. He he punctured his lung. By the medical staff did that, and then and then he just he he got thrown in there. He got thrown to the Wolves, thrown to the line pack, and he's just he's been balling out. His rookie year, he has thirty two hundred passing yards, twenty three touchdowns, nine interceptions. And then he had, and then he can he adds one hundred fifty or one hundred eighty five on the ground with three touchdowns. He's been very good, and he hasn't turned the ball over that much. He has ten turnovers total. That's that's very good for a rookie quarterback. Although he did he he hasn't looked like a rookie this year, except for the last game against um, uh, last game against New England. And another surprise to me is how well how bad Lamar Jackson and Carson Wentz have been. Lamar Jackson, um, he just hasn't been able to throw the ball like he like he has been. He's just got three rushing touchdowns and fifteen passing touchdowns. hasn't even eclipsed two thousand yards. I know he missed a game because of COVID, but even Cam Newton has more passing yards than Lamar Jackson. And that's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. Um, Carson Wentz, they drafted Jalen Hurts in the draft this past year. And, I mean, it just hasn't been his year. He has 15 interceptions, four fumbles. Um, I mean... Reports of saying that his confidence has been shaken by the the drafting of Jalen Hurts. I still think he's a pretty talented guy. He just 
he's just got to figure it out mentally right now. I mean, he has all the talent to to succeed in the NFL. He just he's just not there mentally, in my opinion, right now. And um, that's really it. I mean, Joe Burrow was having a phenomenal season: twenty six hundred yards, thirteen touchdowns, thirteen passing touchdowns, three rushing touchdowns, only five interceptions. But then he got his knee disintegrated, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> All right, um, we're going to move on to the running backs. Top five running backs are Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, Derrick Henry, James Robinson, and Aaron Jones. And all these, from Aaron Jones to Dalvin Cook, it's about um, a little, a little more than seventy-five points. So that gives you an idea of how the points are spread out. Alvin Kamara and Dalvin Cook have been the top two guys this year. Um, James Robinson has been a phenomenal guy. He reminds me of an Austin Eckler type story where he's undrafted. Actually, it reminds me of an Alvin Kamara story. I think Alvin Kamara went undrafted, or at least he was a later round draft pick. And like he just blew up. Like He had a good rookie season. He had like a very slow start to his rookie season, then he busted open and just went off. But James Robinson has been going off the entire time. Like his worst game was, I mean, I guess it was against Houston in week five, but outside of week one and week five, he scored more than 10 points every week. He's got, he he's almost a thousand yard rusher. He's got 42 catches for 310 yards. I mean, he has more catches than Dalvin Cook. And Dalvin Cook gets 20, 20 touches a game at least. James Robinson, I think there was a stat floating around the past few weeks where James Robinson has 93% of the backfield touches, the running back touches, in the Jacksonville backfield. I mean, I know they released Fournette. I know... Some of their guys got COVID that was supposed to be the next guy up, and then it just fell on James Robinson. But he's been a diamond in the rough. And then another superstar that that's going to get a lot of a lot of buzz this offseason is Antonio Gibson. Um, a lot of fantasy analysts were in on Antonio Gibson earlier in the season, and I mean, I. I saw it, but he had 33 college touches, and I really wasn't in on him because we didn't see enough small sample size. But once they released um, Adrian Peterson and then and then gotten some positive game script games, he's a, he's done pretty good. He has 11 touchdowns this season, almost 700 yards, 32 catches this season on 233 yards. That's very good. That he Antonio Gibson's one that surprised me this year. Moving down to Ezekiel Elliott, he's been a bigger, he's been a bust this year, in my opinion. He has seven seven hundred yards, five touchdowns, thirty nine catches for two hundred fifty six yards and two tu- two receiving touchdowns. His games, his games through week five, he never scored under fourteen points, and week five is when Dak went down. Since then, he's only scored over eight points once, and that was against Minnesota when he finally broke a thousand yards or a hundred yards, I should say, not a thousand. That's not good. Considering his offensive line has 
been shuffling like the Eagles, just not as bad. Um, and he has Andy Dalton under center, so he can't really alleviate some of the pressure. Ezekiel Elliott's not been doing good this year. Um, yeah, on top of all that, though, he has five fumbles. That I think that leads the league in running back fumbles. And it's, there's just something going on with Josh or, uh, Ezekiel Elliott this year. And it's not good. It's not good at all. Moving on to wide receivers, top five wide receivers include Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, Justin Jefferson, or DK Metcalf, Justin Jefferson, and Keenan Allen. That's Justin Jefferson surprised me. He has 61 catches, 1,000 yards, and seven touchdowns. That's good for 178 fantasy points. I, th- I don't know if he's the most talented rookie in the draft, rookie wide receiver because you got T Higgins, you got CD lamb, you got Brandon Ayuk, and then you got Justin Jefferson. But I definitely think he's a, he's a good wide receiver, but I think his, it helps a situation that he doesn't have any backfield or um, he doesn't have any competition. Like uh, on the Bengals, T Higgins has Tyler Boyd, AJ green, um, Auden Tate in competition. CD lamb has, Amari Cooper and uh, Michael Gallup in competition. Justin Jefferson just has Adam Thielen, really. And on a run first team with Dalvin Cook, I mean, people are going to sell out to stop Dalvin Cook. And if you can get, if you can beat one on one man, man on man coverage, one on one coverage, like you're going to get open and Kirk Cousins will find you the ball. Um, yeah, another one that surprised me really is Will Fuller. I drafted Will Fuller in the seventh round this year, and he's just been phenomenal. He has 53 catches, 879 yards, and eight touchdowns before his season got cut short due to PED, performance-enhancing drugs. What really surprised me was he stayed on the field. He was healthy the entire time he was playing. And, I mean, he hasn't played a full season in his career. He was having a career year, catches, yards, I want to say touchdowns too. But I hope he can bounce back next season, sign sign himself in a good situation, either re-sign with the Texans or go to like somewhere like the Green Bay Packers or something. Um, Chase Claypool is another rookie wide receiver that is very talented but is in a crowded, crowded wide receiver room. They got Deontay Johnson, Juju. James Washington, Eric Ebron, I guess he's not really a tight end, but he takes or he's a tight end, but he takes targets targets away from him. He Claypool's been doing very good this year. Um a guy that really surprised like he, he, he I I could I don't I guess you wouldn't say he's letting you down, but he's definitely not not playing to his ability is Juju Smith-Schuster. They're using him as like a tight end. He, he gets like an average depth of target of like three yards. Like last night, there was like four, he caught four passes in a row and they all went from four to nine yards. Like that's tight end usage right there. Moving on to tight ends, you got Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller, TJ Hawkinson, top three. They've all been doing good. Travis Kelsey, gosh, he has a thousand yards on 82 receptions and eight touchdowns. That's insane. Travis Kelsey is insane. Holy crap. 
Um, tight end that's really kind of let me down this that that's kind of surprised me of being a letdown this year is uh, Hunter Henry. I thought I really thought that Hunter Henry would start doing really good this year once I saw how good Justin Herbert was. Um, he's he's a baller. Uh, tight end that surprised me that's doing very well this season is T.J. Hawkinson. He's been a consistent guy, 52 catches, 600 yards, five touchdowns, good for wide receiver or tight end three on the year. I thought I, I I think he'll be a very very reliable tight end next season. Uh, same with Darren Waller and Travis Kelsey, who are just ballers. Sucks that George Kittle went down early in the season. He's been out in and out of the lineup a lot, really out of the lineup a lot. He's played what one, two, three, four, five, five and a half games. He left early against Seattle week eight. Yeah. And that, that sums up the scoring leaders by each position. Um, I really hope you guys enjoyed this final podcast. Um, thank you, Mr. Benedict, for being an awesome teacher and helping us um, bringing in the guests and everything, helping us know kind of what to expect in the work, in the work environment in different areas. So um, I hope I did a good enough job on this podcast. And uh, thank you very much. See you guys later on the Fantasy Football Everything podcast. Alex Sims signing off.